Welcome to the AR-15 Podcast. AR-15 Podcast. This is the podcast about your favorite black rifle. This show is for you if you're building your first AR or you've been building ARs for years. There is something we can all do to take our black rifle to the next level. We're back with another episode of the AR-15 Podcast and the German Pasta Fetish Podcast present Loose Rounds. Uh, representing the AR-15 Podcast are Anthony Miller, Reed Schneider, hey, and myself, the Beard. Uh, representing the German Pasta Fetish Ravioli Podcast uh, from the great state of Oregon, where he is the head of the Kate Brown Fan Club and loves everything about Portland, Oregon and Voodoo Donuts, Chad Wallace. You forgot the leather in the podcast. The leather. Yeah. Now, s- now, of course, we all know that Kate Brown is just JD's love, but oh, that's a complete oh. different story. <laughs> we're on our way to dinner, and I just lost my appetite. So uh, we're going to talk to you about our day. This was uh, the first day of SHOT Show. Uh, we walked around. We were able to hit about 20 uh, manufacturers and vendors. We will comment on some of the latest news. But uh, first, to kind of give you the rundown of our day, uh, our day started out running into the guys from TGC, uh, who also have a podcast on the Firearms Radio Network, the Gun Collective guys, Adam Kraut and John Patton. Uh, We enjoyed uh, catching up with them real quick and actually ran into them as they were doing their thing at the Noveski booth. Uh, They they released a a new rifle, um, or actually, it was was in 10-millimeter, right? It it was a 10-millimeter SBR. And so it's, uh, I think, trying to fill a unique space uh, where they're headed with it. And actually, John Patton had it. Do you have a Star Wars laser sound when you get a text? Yes. Goodness gracious. You know, that's why he's on that weird fetish podcast. (laughs) And uh, just just for record, Anthony has stepped out of the car. He is inserting his car into the gas pump. Uh, JD, I think it's a, he's inserting the gas nozzle, nozzle into his car. So nope, we're not there yet. You're prematurely, uh, <laughs> negligently yeah. discharging. He's taking the gas cap off. He's taking the. He's entering his pin, which we will keep safe. What was that one, two, nine, eight? No, I think his pin is two, two, four Valkyrie, <laughs> <laughs> and we are putting in unleaded. And Anthony has just pumped his own gas, something that Anthony, Reed, and myself know how to do. And Chad, with the Star Wars whoosh, when he gets a text message, does not know. Which funny, even a Wookiee knows how to pump gas. That text came from Ryan. Ryan Cross? New phone. Who dis? <laughs> All right. So we, we stopped in Nevesky, the 10 millimeter SBR. Uh, we saw it real quick. I mean, it was the first time Nevesky's actually stepped out and had some sort of um, presence at SHOT Show. It was in the next level. Um, they said they've they've been there for years doing meetings and stuff like that. A lot of manufacturers do that. But, uh, you know, as the Nevesky fanboy of the group, I mean, it's cool, but it, it really doesn't fill a, fill a void for me. Reed, do you have any thoughts? You know, I'm I'm intrigued because it says to me that there is hope that the 357 Sig was going to get some love and attention <laughs> from somebody in the PCC world. Well, I mean, there's always hope. Um, next, we moved on to 
<laughs> brown owls. And actually, at the at the end of our bloviating and ramblings, uh, we'll catch a couple interviews we got on the floor. And uh, Roy Hill from Brown Owls was one of them, and they introduced. Uh, their retro line. You may have known they've offered the furniture and several of the parts, the uppers and lowers, uh, for a while. But this is going to be the first time, if I'm quoting Roy right, uh, in the 70-plus year history that Brownells is actually going to be a firearms manufacturer. Reed, why don't you tell us what they're bringing out? So, basically, Brownells is coming out with the... Uh uh, model 601, um, one of the first prototypes, uh, I believe it was delivered to the Air Force. They're coming out with the M16, I guess it's the XM16E1, which is one of the first, uh, I think prototype deliveries to the Army for them to use. And then of course the, uh, ubiquitous, uh, M16A1. And then finally, I think it's the, uh, XM177 variant. Uh, these are all, of course, um, uh, marked with the uh, Brownells BRN uh, designation in the model numbers. So uh, the uh, BRN uh, 601, XBRN E1, uh, XBRN 16 E1, and so forth. So four offerings, uh, I think very exciting. I don't think that's the end of the lineup, I think, certainly, in talking with Paul Levy. There is room for a lot of different flavors of the, uh, I guess, spectrum of the development of the AR. In addition to that, uh, about mid-afternoon today, uh, Paul Levy, uh, right after uh, uh, Pete Brownell uh, issued a press conference, uh, was able to show us the uh, AR-10 variants that are going to be released by Brownell. So that's two of those, two AR-10 uh, and 308, and it's the, I think it's the AR-10A and the AR-10B. Interestingly enough, if you've ever taken a look at some of the old footage uh, showcasing the uh, uh, AR-10 platform, you'll see the charging handle looks very much like a trigger uh, within the carry handle of the old AR-10s, and they have uh, replicated that function. So I think it's very neat that they're putting such attention to the detail for those of us that like to make the clones. I think the the market, there's going to be the market there for the clones. Um, I'm still waiting on an uh, A1 upper, and I have been reassured that they will be back in stock soon. I kind of understand with uh, the supply chain that the, and then this launch of this line is that they're trying something they're trying to get off the ground. So if you are one of those is waiting on that uh, A1 upper uh, from Brownells, they will be coming into the pipeline soon along with the offering of these uh, clones. So um, some big news from Brownells, and uh, it was pretty cool to talk to Roy. So you'll hear uh, more of the details on the build uh, coming up uh, after we get done obloviating. I don't know, even, even know JD, if obloviating is a real word. I'm just making it, it, it up. It is, I think. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you with any certainty. But, you know, I, I wanted to, to insert something here. I think that it's worthwhile suggesting that if any of our listeners have a spare A1 upper from Brownells, uh, from Brownells uh, JD would be immensely grateful. I will purchase it from it. you with Reed's credit card and send you a patch. That's if you take credit cards. Otherwise, we'll be sending a check. <laughs> from Anthony's bank account. So please let us know. And if you take Bitcoin, we'll be sending that from Chad's account. So we've we've got all payment methods 
covered. I can pay you with child labor. I don't know if that's legal, though, in those states. Technically, no. Okay. No. Well, just got lawyered. So um, we visited a couple other friends, but first, the big news of the day was the release of the Nada SBR, the info behind it, and uh, some of the questions that have... Uh, been asked after our episode yesterday is what did the guy from Franklin uh, do to upset my tender beard? Um, basically, when it all kind of makes sense now, I was talking to Anthony about it uh, today after the thing is that they didn't want us, they didn't want anybody to get a picture of what the projectile looked like, which looks like a freaking Nerf football from my childhood with the tail on it. That is exactly what it looks like. In fact, if anybody working for Nerf hears this podcast, sue them. All right? They are ruining my childhood by making a projectile that is rumored to be 4 or 5 MOA at 50 yards. I could throw that thing 1 MOA at 50 yards when I was 12. So, you know, J.D., we've come out with some opinions. We've come out with some suggestions. I'm embarrassed for Franklin, that they would come to Mark with something that was such a feeble effort to uh, attempt a, I, I don't know, the, the arbitrage of trying to weed their way through the code and the regs to come up with a way to create something to go to Mark with. I am embarrassed well, for the industry for what they've done. And I don't, I don't think we mentioned this, but the way that they get around the code here is they go and they don't rifle the barrel. They put straight lands and grooves in it, which makes it not a shotgun because a shotgun is by definition smoothbore, and it's not technically rifled because it doesn't spin. Well, the rifling implies some uh, rotation in the lands and grooves to impart spin. Here's the deal. I could go on a 15-minute rant about this and totally roast them. And I may do that. You know, J.D., I think they have roasted themselves. Well, I, I get that. But here's the deal. Your customer service goes a long way in how you are received with me. And yesterday, we understand why that guy was short. He had his second or third in command or whoever say, go on up there. If you're all a part of the same group, go up there and you can take pictures of your guys shooting and all that stuff. That guy panicked because the range booth was set up odd, so you didn't have access to see what the projectiles were. It was very cloak and dagger, and that guy had a short fuse. And I, I tell you what. They, they really did. They roasted themselves. I would be surprised if the rumored MSRP is anywhere near the 2100 and we saw somebody break it down and how they did it was, you know, how much their rifles are, how much the binary trigger is and kind of add it up. And that's where you get a ballpark. If that's where the MSRP is, they are going to take a bath is my prediction on it. There is no way you would you would pay for a gun that shoots nerf darts out of it and has four or five moa allegedly at 50 yards i have not shot shot the weapon i have not touched the weapon uh the guys some of the guys in the car have shot it uh my bad experience led me to just be like i don't need that there's plenty of other options in the market i'm telling you you're gonna find something else that's going to fill the need. And in fact, if it's 2100 for an SBR, you could build two pimped out SBRs and tax stamps. Of course, you got to wait some time, 
But with the money you save, go out, go to Toys R Us or Amazon Prime it, get one of those old school Nerf footballs with a tail on it, throw it to your buddies, buy a case of beer, buy, I don't care, lemonade. You'll save money, save time, and actually have a much better project uh, if you go the different route. I can't think of a pointless firearm that has come out in my time doing this show than this. The hype totally let it down, and I think this company is going to feel the burn on it. Yep. What is it? What is that word you said? They've they've outkicked their coverage. Yeah, they have definitely outkicked their coverage. I mean, it needed to be it needed to be solid, and man, it just it was a whammy. You ask for no whammies, they got whammy. All right, was that fifteen minutes? Yeah, close enough. Was I nice at least? Yeah, you were. I mean, I was respectful, right? Yeah. I was respectful. It's not like I said, don't go out and buy the bleeping rifle. I swear, people, I need to teach these folks a little bit about keeping their... Keeping what? I just said bleeping. It could have been freaking. Um, anyway, moving on to companies that actually deserve coverage because they're friends at Otis. Um, Otis has got a new cleaning kit out or cleaning uh, setup out that they sent to Reed early. Um, I guess they were a little concerned about Reed. They wanted to make sure he got it before, you know, he... Uh, had that big mag dump in the sky. So, Reed, why don't you tell us your thoughts on the, uh, was it the MC, MC10 cleaning products from Brownells? Well, you know, there's Otis. that special note from uh, Otis, and I think their biggest concern was uh, nothing more than making sure it didn't consume any of their product, which was probably <laughs> a, a good thing. But, um, you know, I, I had a chance to get a hold of a Browning High power clone and FEG Hungarian made Browning clone. I don't think and we've talked about that yet. No, I don't think we have, and, and we'll we'll cover that on another show when I get it uh, to a better state. But you know, I used the products, and what came uh, to the U.S. Uh, in what I'm assuming was um, just a mass of um, horrible gunk. Uh, Cosmoline and whatever you know, buildup you could imagine would come on that pistol. It came from Israel, right? Yeah, that 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 MC10 didn't it have brain it matter on it? it. I, I don't know. I couldn't say that, JD. Okay. You're the one that's going to go there. Well, I yeah. went there in the interview with Otis. So. Yeah, but you know the the MC10 that cleaned it up, it did a great job. I was thoroughly impressed. So they're going to be coming out to market with that soon. They're working on the final packaging. It's going to be about $30. Um, Otis always puts out solid stuff. They've been friends of the show for a long time. We're going to try to get our hands uh, on some of, some of it to uh, give out to those who listen and be a part of giveaways and things like that. So uh, we're excited to continue our uh, future endeavors with Otis technology. They also have, um, what was it? They had the bore cleaner. A spray that you just spray into yes. your thing and it expands. Leave it alone for a little bit. Well, they also had an anti-corrosion system that allows you to provide a way of, uh, uh, I guess, uh, closing the muzzle of your barrel and uh, inserting a, an anti-corrosive component in there, which to me, you know, I don't know how paranoid um, any of our listeners are, but... I am absolutely paranoid. I'm going to pull a rifle out of my gun safe, and it's going to have rust in it, just probably obsessively so. But this is 
amazing to to not only be able to you know throw a plug in there that's going to seal the barrel, but then have a component that's got some corrosion inhibition uh, vapors uh, as a part of its makeup. I, I think that's amazing. And uh, the I think it was six ninety nine for two of them, and uh, they have plugs on the end to match what you got. Uh, and two years of protection uh, through those, so that's that's a pretty good deal. We're going to try to get our hands on some of those too. From Otis, um, I dragged the guys over to IWI. Uh, we talked to Tom over there, and I got to tell you, I was so impressed shooting the Tavor 12 that I wanted to get some hands on it and talk to Tom about it. Uh, IWI's interview will release next Monday. Uh, it will not include anything on the Tavor 12. So we talked to Tom a little bit about it. You'll get that interview on the back end of this. Um, but I was able to hold on to it, just check it out. You can see pictures of it uh, through our social media stuff on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there. And uh, just really kind of blown away with the, the offerings that IWI came with this year. They, they offered the 7, which is the 308 Tavor. Uh, the SBR Tavor and also the Tavor 12. So they're really trying to expand their product line and get into the, uh, the market in several different areas with a lot of requests from those that have, uh, been requesting the 308 Tavor for years. Um, while we're here, I want to tell you about the new website, ar-15podcast.com. That's ar-15podcast.com. Jason, Tom, Jim, thank you so much for your support. Uh, you guys are making it possible for us to bring you this coverage of SHOT Show. Uh, if you would like to support the show, you can through Patreon. Uh, you can also support it through PayPal, whether it's a one-time or a monthly gift. Uh, every dollar gets invested back into the show. And uh, we appreciate you helping us grow here in 2018. That's ar-15podcast.com. You can also go and sign up for the new Frontier C45 side-charging AR pistol that we are giving away. We're going to give that bad boy away at the end of February. And uh, thanks to the folks at New Frontier Armory. We also stopped by and talked to them. And we are looking forward to uh, continuing our partnership with them. So sign up for that on the website, too. And uh, they're helping us out. And uh, a funny interview with uh, 45 Sites, SHOT Show Recipe. Uh, talk to McLovin at the uh, New Frontier Armory booth. And uh, also cracking back on some jokes and actually talking about a pretty good cause that we're going to get behind coming up this February to help support uh, an organization for a fallen brother in arms. So look forward to that. Back on, we did stop by the Alexander Arms booth. I have been chasing these guys for a long time. So I got Matt in the booth and I said, look, we've been trying to get you guys on the show. I got a solid group of dedicated guys who want to hear about the Beowulf and learn more about it. And I said, you got to help me. You got to help me. And so I've got a commitment from Matt at Alexander Arms that he's going to help push it tonight at dinner. He's going to talk about it. And we are going to get something on the books. I'm going to push hard for it this year, and I'm going to bang down their door uh, to bring them to you. Uh, they also showed me something cool. Uh, they have a brand new, like they rushed it to, to shot for it to be here and be ready. They have a bolt action. I believe probably it looked like a Remington 700, but I could be mistaken. And they have it chambered in 50 Beowulf. So uh, we look forward to hear from them on that. Uh, after that, we went to visit our friends at uh, Aero Precision. Uh, we're going to have them back on the show soon um, with the suppressor and the, the pistol line and the other things they got going on. But I think, guys, they had kind of the patch of the show 
They did. They did. They have the uh, playing card patch. And I found out uh, through who dis Ryan Cross <laughs> that uh, the Patriot Patch Company actually did that patch for him. It's pretty solid. What do you think, Reed? You know, I've always liked Ryan's stuff. The Patriot Patch Company uh, put together some pretty, um, I think, very well uh, designed patches. And I think uh, there's not a whole lot I've seen that hasn't just cracked me up or given me a smile. So uh, who dis Ryan Cross? Good work, man. Jake Challen. Uh, one of these days we'll get you back on the show. I know you're enjoying your Mai Tais and your retirement right now. Uh, next, we went over to, man, I'm going to butcher this. Brigand? Yes. Brigand Arms. Yes. Brigand Arms. Ross, I hope you heard it. It's what? I said Brigand. You said it right. You said it right. Brigand. Ignore the guy that's wearing Ross, the funky fetish I suit. I want you, man, I said it right. I've been sweating this all day. Uh, they have carbon fiber handguards and also coming out with some pretty cool, uh, the buttstock, uh, also the uh, handle for your AR, a different, you know, we're going to have to talk about it and get hands on it and see exactly what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, to the right of us is the world famous Bellagio and we are at the water show right now uh, and it is pretty awesome. Now, uh, what J.D. fails to remind you or tell you is that Anthony was about five inches from clipping a poor fellow crossing the street. In Anthony's is, defense, that guy was jaywalking. And by the way, the song playing to the water show is Faith Hill's This Kiss. No. And we are four guys. Is it, This is the Bellagio. This is not the Cosmopolitan. Oh, right. Now, well, Anthony apparently can't figure out the difference between the Bellagio <laughs> and the Cosmopolitan. Is this so it? No, Anthony, no, we're not going to valet here. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that gives us more time with you before we have to pause for a commercial meal break. Um, that water show is pretty cool, though. If you haven't checked it out, it's great. Uh, just beware of the creepers. Some people, like, show up and dress up in these costumes that, you're, you know, they want you to take pictures in. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so they're, they're doing some cool stuff with their stocks, carbon stocks. And it'll be interesting to see. Very light, very smooth, a different kind of feel. So can't wait to talk to Ross and uh, see what we can do uh, about getting him on the show here pretty soon. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> we... I love you! We're going to edit that out. We're not. <laughs> I probably just made all the, all the, the stuff clip in the thing. But um, I have been known on this trip to roll down the window and yell out, I love you to random strangers. It's all about spreading the love. Uh, everybody's in my town this weekend, so I'm trying to make them feel welcome. Well, you and co-hosts wearing black leather, right, Chad? I don't have any black leather on. I don't know who you're talking about. I, it's been really awkward to walk the SHOT Show floor with Chad and, like, leather chaps. I mean, it, it's it. it's really awkward. Um, then we uh, talked to NFA, uh, New Frontier Armory. Uh, we talked to Sean there, McLovin, and Jill was there also. Uh, their C5 uh, billet receiver that takes MP5 mags, side charging. Car I mean, they are on top of their game. Um, of course, I may be slightly biased uh, because my friends work there and they are just good, awesome people. Um, I think David's leading a great crew there and really being one of the innovators in the industry um, from being a small shop to growing into a manufacturer. Uh, they also have Nick, who is the recipe king on Facebook and also just a great guy. Uh, his foundation doing some cool things, uh, providing scholarships for those in the service. 
and then Frank, who is a wealth of information and opinion. Um, just a great bunch of guys, and I'm missing a whole bunch of them, but uh, that team and that family there, um, there's a reason I drive 45 minutes across Vegas to uh, give them my money for uh, lowers and more lowers and much more lowers. So uh, they're going to talk about their products in the interview. I'm not going to go on obloviating about it. And I think with that, I think we're going to pause. We're going to take a, what is that, a station break? Um well, there we you go. We can't say that. <laughs> we, well, I know. Apparently, we can. <laughs> All right. We'll be back after we go have a burger at Holstein's in the Cosmopolitan, live from Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our dinner. Reed is mumbling in the back seat. How about JD's faux pas? Faux pas? Yes, your fake pause, Mr. Bear pause. Mr. Bear pause. All right. So we are back. We uh, ate at Holstein's at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. It was a, a four-and-a-half-star. Yeah. Four, it was pretty Easy. Four-and-a-half stars. Maybe even five. And uh, there was a selfie taken, but um, uh, what happens at Fight Clubs? Yeah, it's like a Liam Neeson movie. It was taken. All right. So we left off at New Frontier Armory when we were pulling into the um, parking joint. garage. The burger joint. Uh, we're a little bit more subdued. Uh, we spent the last two hours laughing hysterically and uh, roasting Franklin Armory. Uh, yeah. None of that will make it on the podcast because we're fine, upstanding citizens. Uh, next, we went to LaRue and talked to uh, Blair there. Uh, talked to, to them about getting does, them on the show. Does anybody uh, else have the meat sweats? <laughs> Dude. Well, here's what happened at dinner. Reed ordered, like, water, Diet Coke, a milkshake, a whiskey sour, uh, 2% milk, a chocolate milk, a Hawaiian punch, high C fruit punch. They actually had to go to McDonald's across the street to get the high C fruit punch. He had so many forms of liquid in front of him. I'm pretty sure he's going to need a catheter tomorrow for the shot show floor. I did not stay hydrated today. I thought I ought to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Reed, we went to LaRue. Uh, tell me what you thought, your thoughts there. You know, I, I have always been a big fan of LaRue, and I don't think LaRue has ever um, come to shot. I mean, I've only been here five, maybe six times. This may be the sixth, and I don't recall seeing them before, but it was nice to see them in their Texas company. I'm a big fan, and they have some redesigns of existing products to essentially make them completely toolless in terms of uh, getting the fit correct. So I'm kind of excited to see what they have. And so we're gonna we're gonna talk to Larue about their toolless mounts here soon in the future. Of course, it's convention season for them, so uh, maybe a little while. But as always, you're gonna get solid products uh, from a company like Larue. Uh, next, right before lunch, we saw Geisley. Um, we were working on getting Geisley on the show here real soon. Um, we talked to Dan. He went into in depth about the trigger and their new upper that they have, the complete upper that they're doing. And uh, the trigger for the Remington 700. Reed, is there anything we want to say about that, or we just want to let the interview with Dan, the man, kind of? I think the interview is fine, but I have to go on a record of saying that 700 trigger is awesome. It is. It's pretty cool. It's It uh, survives the drop test uh, for the armed services. They wanted it to be able to be on fire, drop it, and not have it fire. So uh, that trigger passes that test uh next up we went and visited with our friend tony from fortis uh tony texted me pictures of lowers so tony is my new best friend in the world 
and uh, we checked out the Fortis lower. Reed, what did you think about the the lower? You know, I think they've done an outstanding job to really create uh, uh, a lower that is trying to hit all the points that you're, you're really seeing in premium offerings these days. You know, I couldn't I couldn't believe how skinny it was. Like it, it was extremely like holding it, and maybe the dimensions are diff- not that different, but it seemed like it was tiny for an AR15 uh, lower. Uh, and me being a connoisseur of lowers, I think I can speak with some level of expertise here. Uh, some d- degree of, uh, of yeah. Anthony wants to say something, but he's currently trying to navigate traffic and not kill us. Anthony, be aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, no, I was say they took they definitely took a nice uh, way of lightening the lower. They did take some lightening cuts off. They removed some material from the magwell as well as slimmed up some of the lines on the side, and it didn't feel like they removed more material than they needed to to get the effect and I think it works out and looks nice like the other Fortis products. It was absolutely great. And Tony's a great guy there at Fortis, a company out of Kent, Washington. So we look forward to talking uh, to him in the future. The next person we talked to after Fortis was SLR. I made contact with Todd there. Uh, they've got their new 308 uh, that they're bringing out and uh, we've been working to get him on the show. Um, don't really know much about SLR, so I'll reserve judgment for a little bit later when we uh, dive into uh, what we want to do or what that interview turns into. So uh, looking forward to talking to Todd. Uh, after shot uh, calms down. Next up, uh, Reed took off at that point and went to the Brownells announcement of the AR-10 um, classic retro line. And, you know, I think we've already covered that. You know, the, the exciting announcement was that they were coming out with the AR-10 clones, AR-10A, AR-10B prototype so and so i'm i'm in the market for a new safe and rhino metals is one of the safe companies i've been looking at and i've been talking to him about coming on the show because i think it's one of the areas that we may not have uh, explored on the show about uh, securing your firearms and a safe what what safes are made of what what should look for the rating and all that stuff to get it over i wonder if the golden knights won tonight um, but anyway, we're going to talk to them uh, soon in the future when things get down. And while Reed was at Brownells, uh, Anthony and I had a chance to stop by Velocity Triggers and talk to them about their trigger line and an interesting backstory on the company that uh, the founder of this company uh, worked for a long time for Timony Triggers uh, and is actually owned in the family. Uh, so he decided to strike out uh, on his own and uh, build a lot of triggers. Uh, there is a whole lot of knowledge uh, behind this company and they had the the demos out on the table basically the the ar-15 lower receivers that are kind of cut so you can feel the break on the receivers now they they offer several different ones i particularly took a liking to one that had like a it was like a grooved uh it was adjusted forward a little bit it was grooved uh, and it had a finger stop at the bottom and it just had a nice crisp clean break and the price that they're offering at in the ballpark is very, very competitive from the, some of the triggers that are out on the market that offer uh, some of the same and maybe even less uh, of the features the Velocity triggers offer. So uh, I have one in my possession. Uh, once my wife allows me to do something with firearms after SHOT Show's over, uh, I will drop it in a completed rifle. Yes, I have a completed rifle. 
and uh, I'll see what it is. But Anthony also had a, a chance to get an impression. So we're currently stopped at New York, New York, and Tropicana, um, just off the Las Vegas Strip. So I'm going to let him talk to you. Yeah, so it's a, you know, you're, at first you look at it, it's your traditional drop-in trigger cartridge that a lot of companies are doing. Um, and you start playing with the trigger, and it's just, it's a really clean break, very consistent three pounds, nice reset. Uh, one of the things that they're doing is almost uh, interchangeable uh, trigger shoes or, you know, trigger options. So you can customize exactly what you want, whether it's a flat trigger, curved trigger, um, if you want it to be smooth or um, have texturing on it. So I think it's a real some really interesting offerings in what you can do to customize the trigger uh, for a really attractive price point. Uh, next up, and we'll also be talking to Velocity Triggers uh, in the future. Next up, uh, we stopped by Odin Works. They were just recently on the Air 15 podcast. Joaquin um, was great in getting that all set up. They Reed sat down and talked to them. Um, they're releasing their new handguards. Um, we posted, I, I've got a couple pictures of them, um, and they've got them all over Instagram. And the design is, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a spider web weave kind of i don't get it i mean I, I get it but i don't really know how to describe it to you um what did they call it anthony i'm not sure exactly what they called it but it's it's organic shapes rag almost rag yeah ragweed ragnut or something like that uh it's it's just organic shapes there's not a lot of the uh hard lines that you see on other triggers or sorry not other triggers other uh hand guards which, again, it looks really nice, um, and the cuts that they're doing to it help to keep the weight down quite a bit. And so they've got their adjustable gas blocks. They're going up in sizes to offer a little bit more, less of the standard industry and to give a little bit more of a, a custom ability to be able to do things. Um, so Odin Works always out there putting out good products, and uh, we look forward to seeing uh, those products in action. I also have one of their... Uh, stock kits that uh, I'm going to put into use here real quick to see uh, how I like it and give you my thoughts on it then too. Uh, next up, Reed and I, as we're slowly decelerating, as traffic is backed up at 1030 at night in Las Vegas, imagine that. Uh, Reed and I went to uh, Peltor. Uh, after that, talking about to that, talk to them about hearing protection. We were in and uh, works with them for them to be the hearing protection sponsor of the show this year so we are excited about that and the opportunities it brings for products to get into your guys's hands uh we talked about their headphone series uh reed i don't think we need to get too in depth with it because doug gave us a really cool breakdown of all the ins and outs right certainly we should let doug speak for the 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 product line and let him uh, uh next up we went to black rain ordinance uh we have been looking forward to talking to them for a while dusty uh, has got us on the list, and so we are going to be doing something with them here in the near future. Um, they're also going to hopefully undertake a project that I have on that that uh, I'm pretty excited about that uh, blends my love of music and love of ARs, uh, complete ARs, not just lower. Uh, Reed, there's also something pretty exciting that you <laughs> that you uh, spotted at Black Rain. I, I, I did. Black Rain Ordinance uh, had a left-handed AR, so, you know, it's always nice to find left-handed offerings, but to find not only uh, a billet but a forged offering is, I think, pretty unique, although I think there are some 
difficulties in the left-handed space. And so uh, we were given a, a little short tutorial in what that looks like. But, uh, you know, I think even though the result of that difficulty is that really from one to the other, they are the exact same price. Uh, and it's no... It's not a thing that Black Rain can control. I think it's still fine. I'm I'm happy that they're out there. So we look forward to hearing from them in the uh, near future and getting them on the show. Uh, next up, we kind of went squirrel. Um, we've always talked about getting one of the uh, reloading component manufacturers on the show, and it is always, you know, to be honest with you guys, it's been always a, a brick wall. Um, we've had a really difficult time to get anybody on. And uh, so this time I... I stuck to my guns. We waited for five and a half hours while the same dude asked 752 questions. Twice. Twice. He uh, he walked away several times and always had one more question and um, reminded you know, of us. Uh, uh, reminded us of our favorite co. <laughs> reminded us of our favorite co-host. Um, so we we hung out there like literally for a day and uh, finally we were able to talk to a representative from Dylan who kind of looked like a deer in the headlights when we were talking about interviewing him and, you know, talking about the stuff, but uh, we're going to follow up on it. And, uh, you know what? I'm not too proud to, to badger. So, uh, we'll definitely be doing a little badgering and trying to get Dylan precision uh, on the show. Uh, next up, we got a chat text from Chad. Um, that there was pasta being served in the lunch hall and that uh, our one of our favorites, Rocky, was at the Zero Delta booth. So we made our way up to the main floor. And uh, Reed, tell us a little bit about what we saw at the Zero Delta booth. So Zero Delta has come out with what I think may be the most exciting evolution in, uh, I would dare to say, a secondary or aftermarket Glock market. And in their space, what they've essentially done is come out with an aluminum um, lower that has been modularized to the point where you have absolute customizing control over what your Glock is going to look like. So I think really when it comes down to it, Zero Delta may right now have the most exciting game-changing product uh, out or introduce the SHOT Show. Obviously, we have a little more time. Uh, I know that uh, uh, our favorite gun company to rag on uh, thought they had the uh, lead in that effort and they kind of blew it, but I really think Zero Delta's um, entire approach to Glock customization uh, is going to change the game entirely. You know, after um, seeing what Zero Delta had to offer with those with those modular pistols, I really think my opinion of the game changer at shot this year went through a reformation, and uh, I think I found a new favorite uh, along with the IWI stuff. Um, excited to see what uh, Rocky and Pat are up to. Um, they are fun to watch as a couple that are business minded and that are very focused on customer service. So uh, always awesome watching them. Of course, Clint Walker is uh, rolling along with them too. So hopefully uh, the guys that do Frontier Armory get a T&E in, hint, hint, and uh, let me get some rounds downrange with it so I can uh, figure out where I'm going to fit it in and my gun's safe. But uh, really excited to see what Zero Delta is doing, uh, not only with you know the, the former Warsport brand, that's who they are now, 
Um, they bought the company and it's now Zero Delta along with some other stuff. But uh, U.S. Optics and Unbranded AR, they've, they've really got kind of a, a growing uh, group of companies there that are really exciting uh, for the future of the AR-15. Um, with that, any final thoughts on the first day of the convention? Anthony, are you able to talk or are you still... All right. Um, you know, the SHOT Show this year, I haven't seen that one product yet that has me really excited. So I'm hoping to see something tomorrow. I'm going to go check out the new products breakfast in the morning, and hopefully I'll see something there. Uh, there's, there is some cool stuff that's come out this year, but nothing that's blown me away yet. Mr. Wallace? Well, you know, this is, being this is my first SHOT Show... It's interesting, huge, you know, basically everything. But the only thing I saw that pretty much was game-changing was the Zero Delta, whatever it's called. Uh, The modular system looks really sweet to me, like JD was saying. Uh, JD, I don't know if is really a pistol guy, but maybe they may have converted him from an HK guy. So I'm just hoping to see that maybe somebody's done something with that. <laughs> Reed, you know, I, I of course am really pleased with the P365 in terms of uh, its entry into the space that Sig has placed it, and so I think that will be the thing that pulls me into that space to buy one, since I don't have anything remotely resembling a pocket pistol. However, I think in terms of the idea of a game changer. I think Zero Delta is it. When you come down to it, uh, you know, I'm a SIG guy. Alloy frames, steel slides, and what they've essentially done is turn the polymer pistol I like to hate on into the polymer pistol that is now an alloy pistol I want to buy. So for me, winners and losers, um, I mean, there's a lot of companies that are doing good things and they're winning but the things that stick out to me uh, i'm gonna say so far we got one more day left of shot and then we all have to go back to our normal lives but uh, the p365 from sig uh iwi with the tavor 12 the sbr and also the uh tavor 7 and zero delta right now um as for those that are wearing the golden sombrero uh, the ones that are the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the ones that are the Minnesota Vikings uh, right now. No offense to any of you guys that are fans of those teams, um, but that's going to be Franklin Armory right now. I, you know, this will probably blow over pretty quick and they'll be fine. But man, what a what a way to step up to the plate like Babe Ruth, call your shot, and end up walking back to the dugout after three straight strikes. So. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the coming days with the what they do with it. The memes are already insane online. I mean, they're they're getting roasted by everybody. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if it blows over quickly or if this sticks to the reputation uh, of a company for a while. So with that, I think we're good. What do you think, Reed? I think it's a show. All right, good night, folks. We're going to add the uh, interviews at the end, and uh, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Uh, You can support the show, ar-15podcast.com. That's ar-15podcast.com. If we sound tired, it is because we are exhausted. 
Uh, it is a marathon couple of days and, uh, I can't wait to go, go to sleep actually. So, uh, thanks to Anthony for putting it all together. He's going to make us sound good. And, uh, with that, talk to you tomorrow. Today, our 15 podcast on the SHOT Show floor. Our first stop of the day, our good friends at Brownells. You guys got some exciting retro news coming out, Roy. We have some, we think, very exciting news that's set to pop at about 2 p.m. this afternoon today, January 23rd. Of course, yesterday, and then they're hanging here on the wall. I know this is a, a podcast, so here I am gesturing you know, for people <laughs> on podcast radio. But uh, here hanging on the wall of our booth, we do have four retro rifles and first time in 79 years brownells is actually coming out as a gun maker and uh we had these at range day yesterday and and for more than a year or so we've had our various line of retro parts so customers could get various pieces parts and build their own retro style ar-15s and we had such a demand and such an outcry for that we said you know what why don't we just make it easy on them and just start selling the guns so uh, the four models we have on the wall here, we have, it's got green furniture. It's a copy of the Air Force 601 rifle. We call ours the BRN 601. All the receivers say Brownells on them. All the model designations have the letters BRN for Brownells. So our BRN 601 uh, on the podcast, if you guys can imagine this, it's got green furniture. It has a triangular-shaped charging handle. It is a slick side-upper. It is a slab side lower. There are no, not a lot of protrusions, no shell deflector, no forward assist. It's very clean. Very clean. Um, it also has no magazine fence, a magazine release button fence. It has the old classic duckbill three-prong flash hider held with a split washer, not a crush washer. Also, all of our green 601 rifles will ship, and I'm, I'm reaching over here with my fingers to touch it, the old-school 20-round waffle mag. Now, the waffle mags are, were originally intended to be a packaged-with item with the 601s, but once we get stock in enough to, to supply all the rifles that are being shipped, you will also be able to buy the waffle mags, the old-steel nice. waffle mags, 20-round, as an individual item on our website. Uh, going down the list, the rest of the guns are black. Uh, underneath the 601 is the XBRN16E1. Of course, this is our version of the XM16E1. It's got a few changes. It's sort of a transitional gun from the Air Force gun to the M16A1. It's got a partial magazine fence. They've added a forward assist. It has a modern-style charging handle. Both the Air Force gun and the XBRN16E1 actually have a roll pin back here behind the rear pivot pin or the takedown pin. In the original guns, that little roll pin actually held in the buffer tube. On our guns, it's strictly cosmetic just for a correct historical look. So it disassembles just like a modern AR-style gun. You don't have to drive out a roll pin, but we do have a roll pin in there just for proper cosmetic appearance. Lastly, the XBRN still has a three-prong flash hider that's a more reinforced, robust design. The story I've heard is, is, is that the troops with the original 601 uh, were trying to open things like ammo crates with the flash hider, and the <laughs> lugs tended to break off. They said, we got to fix that, so they really beefed it up. And then down to the BRN16A1, our version of the classic, they said, the heck with that, and it's got, of course, the closed-off flash hider that's just a cylinder of steel with slots cut in it. 
Excuse me. Other um, other features of the BRN16A1. It's got the full magazine fence, the paddle style forward assist, normal charging handle. All guns ship except for the the BRN601 that has the waffle mag. All the other guns ship with a standard Brownells 20 round aluminum magazine. And at the very bottom on the wall here, we have our version. We call it the XBRN177E2. It's our version of the XM177. Uh, it's the little shorty that weighs less than six pounds. Uh, our future models are going to have a two-position buttstock only, just like the original. We've got a, a more modern tube that's got more positions, but the originals only had two positions. So in the future, they will have two positions. We also have, we've had this in stock for more than a year. It's our XM177 flash hider. It's about, oh, right at four inches or so. The barrel on the X, our XBRN177E2 is 12.7 inches, and then we put the XM177 muzzle device on and pin and weld it to reach the 16-inch minimum. The key difference between our muzzle device and the original is that the original was technically a moderator. It would change the sound signature from a very loud carbine blast to a not-quite-as-loud rifle report. So it's legally and technically a suppressor since it affects the sound signature. So we couldn't do that. So ours has no effect whatsoever on the sound signature, but it sure looks the part. It's even got the grenade ring on the back. Roy, when are these coming out? These will be live and on our website today, January 23rd, as of 2 p.m. Now, there's, uh, it'll be old news by the time your podcast runs, but we're going to be making another major announcement at 2 p.m. that I can't really talk about just yet. Well, we'll definitely have to come back and check that out. Roy, thanks for the time today. You're very welcome. All right. Our next stop on the SHOT Show floor, our good friends at Otis Technology. I've got Ben from Otis, and uh, Reed has actually gotten a teaser of this product and put it through his uh, Browning High Power clone, and the thing was covered with... Well, it was from Israel, right? So it's probably covered with uh, blood and bones and brain matter of Hamas <laughs> and uh, all of her, all other sorts of stuff. I mean, I tell you what, Ben, this product made it look like a brand new Israeli gun girl, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a big intro. I might not have a lot of experience with this. Why don't you gun tell girls? me about the product that's right in front okay. of us? Okay, the beauty of this product is it's not a hydrocarbon, as I was saying, like all the others are. You have a base oil, and they put an additive package in there, whether it's viscosity in the, you know, enhancer or boundary lubrication. The thing is, they all have a flash point, a burn point, and it's usually below 350 Fahrenheit, or at least below 400 Fahrenheit. General operating temperatures of an AR-15, just plinking, you're going to get up to 476. Not a problem. So what you're seeing is all the other gun lubricants, all these lubricants, have been destroyed. And that's all it is in your gun, then, is destroyed. I find that unacceptable. I have a background in aerospace where people uh, send in their um, uh, projects they're working on. Like, let's say they'll give me a bearing. They say this is the size of it. This is the speed it's going. This It's a stop-stop uh, or stop-start application. It might be going into space. So we take it from there, and we develop the exact lubricant for it, application-specific lubricants. Looking at firearms, I couldn't believe that all these lubricants had, had uh, combustible material in them. It was ridiculous. made no sense to me whatsoever. So we took it outside the box. We looked at firearms like it was a brand-new application someone sent in. And we went down, and we got a... Uh, we created a, what we're calling a proprietary synthetic blend that does not freeze, it doesn't burn, it doesn't smell. It's totally inert. It doesn't react with any other part of your weapon in a negative sense. However, we did tweak the molecule slightly so it grabs onto the metal on one side, almost like a carpet grabbing on one side and then lubricating on the other. You want to stay with this family of lubricants. Like I said, it's completely different from the hydrocarbons. Once you start using MC10, I'd say the best way to start it off would be to Take your weapon, whether it's an old one or a new one, still got sealants and, you know, waxes and stuff like that in there. 
uh, break it down and use a deep cleaner, your favorite cleaner. You want to get the metal as clean as possible and then apply the MC10 critical because it, it's all from the same family of lubricants. So the solvent in here is actually the same family. It's just a smaller molecule that evaporates at room temperature. So what you're doing when, when you're cleaning your gun is just simply re-wetting the uh, MC10 that's already in there because it's been entrained with carbon and debris. It's never been broken down. It doesn't go away. But it's been so entrained that finally you're going to start feeling a little bit of friction. That's over, after thousands of rounds, generally. You re-wet it, wipe it off, and, and then spray down another, another coating of lubricant. I mean, it's, it makes gun cleaning simple. And I, w- I wouldn't go so far as to say it made it fun. <laughs> well, but my, you're going to put my kids out of business because my kids clean my guns and they make candy for it. So, so now if it's just so easy that I can do it, if it's so easy that an old salty Marine here can do it <laughs> and make that Israeli gun pretty again, I mean, it's pretty cool. The M- M- MC10 high performance cleaner and lubricant from Otis. Um, any th- final thoughts you want to add to it? This is a game changer. Once you use it, you won't go back. You just won't. It's, it's completely different, and it's what should have been introduced several years ago. You know, we've had a long-term relationship with Otis, and everything they brought out, they've always delivered on. So uh, we are excited about this project and this product. Ben, thank you for your time. Absolutely my pleasure, gentlemen. Have a good day. We're at the IWI booth, and uh, Tom's episode, uh, he joined us just about a week ago. He kept it completely under wraps, said nothing to us about the Tavor 12, because we didn't ask is what I was told. And then we shot it on range day yesterday, and I'm completely blown away. So I sent my hound, my oldest son, and my wallet uh, to IWI US so uh, I can procure one. Thank you for Tom. the other night, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tom, tell us all about it. Okay. So um, the TS-12, the thing we didn't discuss the other week, sorry, um, is a semi-automatic gas-operated uh, shotgun. It has three tubes in it, and I have to describe it on radio, so I'm kind of trying to put a picture in somebody's head. The tubes are underneath the barrel. They rotate underneath the barrel. Each tube holds five rounds, so you can have 15 rounds in the magazine tubes, three, all three, and then one in the chamber. So that gives you 15 plus one. Now, the big thing about it is uh, as the action runs dry, as you run out, and the bolt locks to the rear. When you rotate the next tube into the loading position, it will automatically grab that round, drop it onto the carrier, and then feed it into the gun. So all you have to do is push a release on the tubes, turn it, and you're ready to fight again. Um, the cool thing about it is it's got two loading ports, one on each side. So depending on which tube you think is empty, one you want to top off with something else, you can load it to the left or the right tube and then rotate it into position. Now, the key thing is you got to be careful if you're doing different loads. That's one thing that came up. Oh, I can put slug over here and buckshot in the other. Understand that a shotgun loads the last thing from the tube that it was on. So you might have a buckshot round in there. Then you put a slug. You're going to fire that buckshot first before you get to the slug. So you're going to have to, you know, pay attention to that and cycle that out. Um, you can do slug-slug drills on it, though. We practice that. We, you know, just rip the round out, throw a, r- a slug in, and shoot it, and it runs great. Um it's completely ambidextrous as a bullpup gas-operated shotgun. So I can actually take the um, extractor and the ejection port cover at a user level, switch them. Um, not be an armorer, not in an armorer school or anything like that. Do it at a user level. Change the safety out. I can also change the charging handle out. So if, if I'm a lefty and I want to give it to somebody who's a lefty, it's not hard to convert. It takes, you know, about four or five minutes at the most. And one punch. You just need one punch. 
It was a blast to shoot at range day yesterday. No, no I, I think I giggled like a little girl. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it. And so when's the, when is it releasing to market and what's the MSRP on it? MSRP is $13.99. Uh, that's full MSRP. You know what happens, you know, it kind of drops below that some, but, uh, and it's going to be end of first quarter is what we're aiming for. So March, April. So this is a gun you'll hear about, a shotgun you'll hear about at SHOT Show, and it'll actually make it to market this year. There will be them in the wild. This year, yes, in the wild, running amok. Absolutely. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. All right, we're at my home away from home, New Frontier Armory, where the uh, home of my lower dealer, where currently we're giving away one of their C45 side-charging AR pistols at ar 15 podcast.com and we're here with sean although i saw them call you mclovin yes i get that quite often so uh sean i'm looking around the booth i don't see nick who is supposed to give me a food recipe because all that guy does on facebook is post food recipes does he even work at New Frontier Armory? Uh, sometimes you see him occasionally see him occasionally occasionally work? now tell me about frank's love for 45 sites offset sites on an ar-15 the offset offset sites he thinks are the best things ever because when you're shooting, you know, anything further than, you know, 100 yards at, at 3 to 600, it actually will change the rotation of the earth and it will actually drop in correlation to the way that the barrel is pointed because of some way with the action of the gun, the bullets will curve off to the side, whichever way you have the gun oriented 45 degrees off. Now, do you think when Frank shoots long distance like that, do you think he takes the windage temperature, the windage, you know, degrees with his beard? Uh, possibly, but Frank shooting is just another question. <laughs> We're, uh, I'm having fun with these guys because this is my home shop in Las Vegas. They can help you with all your needs no matter where you are in the country at NewFrontierArmory.com. Um, we've talked about them immensely on the show. They're great friends of the podcast and just a great group of people that uh, serve the community here in Las Vegas. What do you guys got out for 2018 that you guys are excited about? For 2018, we're excited to announce our C5 billet receiver sets. Uh, built off of the AR platform, now takes MP5 magazines. Uh, those are looking really nice, building them out of the 7075 How did I not know about this? Uh, I guess I'm not in charge of media until now. Oh my, <laughs> you guys have secrets. Surprise. Ivan, we need to talk when you're back in the, I imagine he's going to take a couple days off after SHOT Show. So Monday or Tuesday next week, we need to talk about that C5 upper and lower. All right, sorry to interrupt you. Tell me about it. Yeah, so they're built off the AR platform. We're uh, still doing the 7075 T6 aluminum with a Type 3 hard coat anodized. Cerakote is optional. We are doing single uh, color Cerakotes at this time. Uh, and then our new LW4 complete and stripped receivers now made out of a forged carbon fiber. Extremely strong and lightweight. Man. How, can, people, how can people get a hold of you online? NewFrontierArmory.com. They can also visit your shop in Las Vegas, right? Absolutely. North Las Vegas. So North Las Vegas, you know, it's not on the strip, but it's better entertainment than anything you're going to find down there. Absolutely. Beer's cheaper outside of the strip. 150 East Centennial Parkway, suite number 110 in North Las Vegas. You know, that's where you right. Can find us. That's right below my home address in my like GPS machine, right? <laughs> I, I go out there all the time. But they, hey, Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for a quick interview. Once again, great people, great products at New Frontier Armory out of North Las Vegas. Uh, NewFrontierArmory.com. And um, ask Frank about the, the way the earth curves when you tilt your ar to the side and use those offset sites i'm sure he'd have a lovely conversation with you give him yeah. a hug too yeah we'll do see him. yeah uh, the, the beard with, will hug you back yeah the beard will hug you back violently so hey sean thanks <laughs> absolutely thanks for stopping by all right we came back to the new frontier armory booth because well 
This is my home away from home. And uh, earlier, McLovin talked a lot of smack about Frank, so I want to get Frank's rebuttal. And uh, we're also here with Nick. Now, Nick's one of my favorites at New Frontier Armory. Sells me guns, gives me advice. And uh, is I would be down like 150 pounds instead of 110 if you wouldn't stop posting food recipes on Facebook. What can I say? I have a girl at home that likes to cook good food. All right, man. So what's your SHOT Show food recipe? I told you this was coming. I know, and you told me it was going to happen. I definitely didn't have one for you. No, um, right now I think it's just candy bars. Dude. Right, candy bars. <laughs> no, um, actually, a good one right now is if uh, you take some cabbage, you cut it up in slices. You're pretty much cooking it like a steak. Oil it up a little bit. Throw some Italian seasonings on it. Comes out pretty good. De- <laughs> on the fly, you got that down. Okay, so McLovin was here earlier. Yeah. Uh huh. And he told me. That Frank is like the president of the offset sites on an AR-15 club. Like, he believes that if you tilt it and you use the offset sights, that the bullet will actually curve around the earth. It'll do some... What was that? I'm trying to think of that movie with Angelina Jolie where the bullet curved way back when. Wanted. Yep, yep. Yeah, like it would do some stuff like that. Wait wait a second. So you're saying that doesn't happen? (laughs) Well, Frank, we're coming to you for answers, man. Well, hmm. I think I might have I think I might have joked about it once or twice, but uh no, that's not the case, obviously. So yeah. So you're not a fan of them? Uh just in terms of my preference, I'm not, but not because of the curvature of the earth or any weird things like that. No, they, they work normal. So, so you guys are going to talk any smack about McLovin? He was, he was, I can talk smack about McLovin all day long. I mean, but that's besides the point. he is McLovin. I mean, <laughs> he is. Yeah. I mean, he looks like McLovin. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, he's got small, dainty fingers. I mean, that, that's a fact. That's a fact. So it's got to be a hint when you're shooting. Yeah, not when you're shooting pistol caliber. But massages feel good, so. (laughs) So, we're back here. What are you guys seeing at shot so far? We're day one. What do you guys have coming to the booth? Or have you guys gotten any time to walk around at all? We we did have a little bit of time to walk around uh, quickly. Uh, We did see some cool stuff. Uh, We went and saw the the shotgun Tabor. That was pretty cool. Um, KE Arms has a cool new trigger that's pretty interesting. I wouldn't go with uh, Remington's new mag-fed shotgun. I would go check out Mossberg's uh, just because Mossberg has a much larger mag capacity available. Yeah, the, the mag capacity was uh, pretty on point, actually. Like They pretty much just set a stake in the ground said, no, no more. Uh, they, with their, their, I think it was like 10, 10 rounds for they the had, magazine. Uh, they had 5, 10, 15, and a 20 round mag capacity option for your 590. So, Dang. yeah, that kind of blows Remington's 5 round mag out of the water. I got you. Like that, bad. But that Tavor shotgun. That's yeah. my next birthday gift. You know that it was, is. was <laughs> rad. It, it to was, say the least. I got to shoot it yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. I still haven't stopped grinning yeah. from that. But, um, yeah. So tell me about kids eating Tide Pods. What are your thoughts, Frank? Um, well, they're delicious. Wait a minute. No, they're not. Don't kids don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs> we actually had a little a little joke about Tide Pods earlier this morning, and uh, whoever that guy is that said you should snort snort Clorox, it's a it's a very smart man right there. Yeah. We're just weeding out the population. But no, no, seriously, don't don't do that. Social Darwinism, folks. <laughs> 
Well, guys, what in the booth are you guys excited about this year for SHOT Show? Um, me personally, I'm really liking the C5 with the uh, the ability to use the uh, MP5 mags. You know, I thought we were friends. Uh-huh. I thought, how would I walk up to the booth and see that and go, what's that? Uh-huh. Nobody said anything. Well, I don't, I don't know why. I guess I'm going to have to buy more lowers. Yeah, yep. you're just going to have to, man. I, I guess gonna I got to get to a certain way, but it looks pretty sharp. Tell me yeah. about it. Um, so it does. It takes MP5 mags. Uh, and from what I understand, there's uh, really inexpensive MP5 mags out there. So it kind of it, it makes things different. You don't have to be that, that cookie cutter on the range, which, you know, that's good. Um, so we got that. One thing that also I'm a little more excited about, just personal preference, is we got an extended side charge handle, which my big mitts now can fit on. So that means I will be making a, a side charger upper. So. You know, all of my uppers are side charged, so that makes it a lot easier. I'm not missing my pockets anymore when I'm charging my rifle. So that little bit of extension that it adds on there, it doesn't just add the width, but it add, also adds length to it. So you can actually really, really get a good grip on that side charger. What I'm liking right now is we have more com- Cali compliant options now. So all of our customers that are still in a gun hating state can still fire their weapons completely legal in the state of California. We have new pull pins for the country of California, the country of California. Yeah. Let's not, let's not beat around the bush here. California is its own place. I usually go with people's Republic. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we have, uh, takedown pins that are much easier to take out now, uh, allows you to pop open your upper a little bit quicker so you can get that mag out. Well, guys, thank you for that. NewFrontierArmory.com. I want to talk to Nick one second about something that he's involved in, if Uh-oh. you don't mind talking. Sounds I dirty. You on the, on the, <laughs> it is not. It is not. Man, give me give me just a couple minutes. We're going to have you on the show and talk about it, but give me just a couple minutes on the foundation you're part of. Okay. So the Nathan Tyler Davis Foundation, uh, my driver and teammate over in Afghanistan, he didn't make it back. The explosion, me and my staff sergeant were involved in uh he died on the scene what we did is when we came back we noticed that there's a lot of guys going into the service guys and ladies that just aren't getting everything that they need right away and we all know how the military works it doesn't supply you with what you want or what you need and especially those who are wanting to go to school and a lot of times the military is that only option uh what we do is uh you you apply for a 500 hundred dollar scholarship this year, we're hoping to make 18 scholarships, 2018, 18 scholarships. Last year, I think we were able to get up to nine, uh, but this year we're, we're pushing for more. Uh, so far, we're doing really, really good. Uh, being a part of the New Frontier Armory family, what I was able to do was I was able to get a custom rifle with our foundation's emblem on it. Uh, it's also a customized serial number of the date of the incident. It's, uh, the serial number is actually going to be 06. 09-2012-03. Uh, I have three of these rifles, but only one is going out to a lucky person who wins that ticket. So we're going to be talking about that rifle and talking more with Nick in the coming weeks uh, about that rifle giveaway to support this organization because we're all in behind that. Of course, I know Nick personally, great guy, and uh, we will be behind anything that you do with that foundation, and we will use everything we got, and our listeners will definitely respond uh, to support you guys on your scholarship drive this year. So, Nick, thank you for the time. Of course. And uh, check out New Frontier Armory. No matter where you're at, they can handle you. They can take care of you. 
Frank will even give you a hug if you buy a rifle from him. <laughs> he likes to give hugs. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it may be a violent hug, but uh, he'll give you what? NewFrontierArmory.com. All right, we're at the Geisley booth here at SHOT Show Day 1 for us. Uh, we have Dan, who I have been told is the man. No no pun or anything rhyming intended. But all the guns that are at here, the Geisley booth with the triggers have come through you. Tell us, Dan, what is Geisley excited about for 2018? Well, J.D., you know, for 2018, what we have right here in front of us is this is the big one. You know, we've done we've done rails. We've done scope mounts. Everybody knows our triggers. We've got our first complete upper in front of you here, okay? So you use the SOC, which is the U.S. Army Special Operations Command. What they did this time to upgrade their the Warfighter's rifle was a complete upper, okay? So what they did was they took a Surefire muzzle device. That's the three-prong there. Right, Daniel Defense, really nice 14 and a half mid-length, uh, CHF barrel with our Mark 16 rail in, uh, the glorious DDC as you see right here, as well as our airborne charging handle. Alright, so this, this, that what the government calls this is URGI, Upper Receiver Group Improved. Right, so we had the idea, we were like, we'll get with our friends at Daniel Defense and Surefire, we'll get the parts in, and we're gonna build a super high-end near clone upper. It's, it's not a clone, there's a couple differences. But just a super high-end near-clone upper for our customers, right? So in addition to the first-class parts and the, the real stuff that U.S. Army Special Forces will be using, you know it's made in the Geisley shop. Everyone that comes out of there, we're going to pin and weld, professionally pin and weld. We also do the bomb-proof install on the gas block. So we pin that thing, just like an FSB, never going anywhere. Super high quality. Finish it off with a true mil-spec upper receiver here. And the BCG is mil-spec as well with very, very nice Carpenter 158 bolt. I actually had a chance to shoot this at Industry Day yesterday. Uh, the rail, everything handled great. It felt amazing. Now, Dan, what you don't know about me is I collect lowers. Okay. Like I have a problem. Okay. Uh, they haven't made a 12-step program for me yet, but <laughs> I'm sure one's in the works. So I have like 87 lowers. So a company that, like Geisley that makes a complete upper... It's a match made in heaven for me. Right, right. And you know, what we, uh, what we really, really want to do with this is that's what, that's what it was. There's so many home builders out there. The things, you know, everybody wants a 14 and a half, but it can be a real pain in the butt because you got to get your muzzle device and you got to send it off to ADCO or somewhere to get the work done, which they do fantastic work. But we want to send you basically what our troops are going to be running into battle with, our elite troops. It's available at home. You just drop it on one of those 200 lowers you got, J.D. <laughs> it's, it's a shameful amount. Uh, what about the Remington 700 trigger that you guys brought out? They're amazing. So we've, for years, people have begged us for this trigger, right? It kind of came around um, the Crane uh, Naval Service Warfare Center, right? These are the people that do all the testing for military products and all that. They came to us and they said, hey, on the Mark 13 sniper rifle, we cannot find a trigger that will pass our drop test with the safety office. You get Bill Geisley involved, things happen. We made the trigger. It's a super nice trigger, but it's compared to the civilian model, it's very basic, right? This thing's designed for war. It's fixed three and a half pounds, right? It's a great trigger. But once we had the base for that, we wanted to go the civilian route, so we did. Um, I don't know if you watched Bill's live stream, but he brought in an old friend of his who's a fantastic mechanical engineer. And, yeah, now we have the Super 700. Retail on that guy is going to be 250 worth every penny. There's two versions of it, single stage and two stage, but it's the same trigger, right? You can It's completely user convertible. You can adjust the pull weights, the sear engagement, as well as the over travel. You can customize this trigger to yourself. You can buy the version straight from the factory, you know, straight from the shop, drop it right in your Remington 700, and it's going to run great like that too. So we're, we're super excited about it. Do you have a MSRP on the rail? Yep. Or on the upper? So what we're going to do with this, and you know what, J.D., forgive me, I maybe I'll get you as close as I can. The last I heard, okay? 
So there's two versions. As you see in front of you with the Surefire muzzle device, the airborne charging handle, and the mil-spec BCG, those will be around 1350 retail. Okay. We're going to sell a strip version as well. No muzzle device, no BCG, no airborne charging handle, and those are going to be about 950 and they're available for at Brownells for pre-order right now. All right. Hey, Dan, you don't know it, but Diego just promised you for a longer sit-down episode well, later in the future after SHOT Show. And uh, we look forward to learning all about Geisley and the science and the engineering that's behind one of our favorite triggers. J.D., thanks for having me. Thanks for the time, and we'll definitely do that in the future. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We're down here on the SHOT Show floor. It is day one. We are stopping by the Peltor booth. We both use Peltor in our shooting. Reed is here with me at the booth, and uh, we use it for SIG Range Day. And so we figured we would stop by and talk to Douglas about what they have out on their line for 2018. Douglas, thanks for taking some time. Well, thank you very much here. I'll just introduce <laughs> myself. I'm Doug Fletcher. I'm a product in, uh, product development engineer for the Peltor Sport product line here. And I'll just kind of walk you through our active line of products here. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So we have four products in our active line. Uh, they're a range guard, which is an open price point product. Next one is the Tactical 100, which is our first all-digital moth. It has some special features on that that I can get into. Then we have the two smart technology moths that we just released in May. They're called the Tactical 300 and Tactical 500. So I'll just kind of start with the Let's with do it. Range Guard. Okay, our Range Guard is our opening, product, our opening price point product. It's a 21 dB low-profile moth. has cutouts on the side. Uh, we re-engineered the headband to make it more comfortable. Is If you notice, it's a little flat on the top. I guess our, our listeners can't quite see that. But the way the headband is engineered, it takes away the pressure points that we found on a lot of products right around the temples and removes that, and it applies pressure on the cups. So it helps them seal much better. Okay. So the uh, range guard has two microphones, which are the diamond shapes here. You have those pointed forward. Uh, they're placed so that they're in line with your ears, so they promote situational awareness. Okay. has an external battery door. If you pop the battery door off, it's tethered, and it runs off of two AAA batteries. Uh, the range guard has a low, vo- uh, low battery signal, which is a triple beep. So when your batteries get around 20% low, uh, you'll hear that triple beep every 15 minutes. Okay, it also has an auto shut off on there. So if you haven't adjust, you have them on, you haven't adjusted the volume for, uh, for four hours, then you will get, uh, ten consecutive beeps, one second apart, indicating that it's going to auto shut off. Uh, you have those ten seconds to adjust the volume to reset it. If you don't, it automatically turns itself off to save batteries. You know, I actually experienced that. So at Sig Range Day, we're shooting for hours and the headphones are just a part of my, part of my head then. Uh-huh. And the comfort, I can tell the comfort because they're not pinching me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're there, but I don't realize it. And then I, all of a sudden, I'm getting ready to shoot a pistol, and ten beeps go off in my ear. Don't let me know. But I just touched it and was able to turn it off. So, uh, what is the MSRP on this line for hearing protection? Okay, for the range guard, the MSRP is fifty nine ninety nine. It's not bad to protect your hearing. Yes. In fact, that's incredibly mm-hmm. affordable to protect your hearing because once your hearing's gone. It's gone. That's right. It's no getting it back, you know. And it's. I always hear these stories from people coming up saying about how they had tinnitus and the ringing in your ears. And I was like, wow. You know, they say only if I had better or had ear protection and used it. You know. 
So there are options out there. What's next after okay. this pair? Okay, one other thing I just want to say. Okay. We added a 3.5 millimeter jack, so okay. it comes with a audio cable, so you can connect this to your phone. Okay. You can bring in music in, into the to the muff while you're shooting. You nice. want to do that? Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll move on to the next one. The next one is our Tactical 100, and it has very similar features to the Range Guard. Same same shaped headband, except you have much better padding in the headband. Not more to help improve comfort. Okay. Uh, microphones are the same, and it's located in the same position. Okay. To have this, uh, an external battery door that's pop open, it's also tethered. Runs off of two AAA batteries. Has a low low battery warning, and so you get the triple beeps when the batteries are low. And it also has a, a auto cutoff again. Except the auto cutoff on this moth is two hours. Okay. Okay. And uh, so it doesn't have the cutouts on the bottom, but if you notice, at the bottom the cups are heavily tapered. Yeah. So it's so uh, still promotes use with long rifles and shotguns. Have the uh, 3.5 millimeter jack. This one is a little bit more advanced. That if you plug your music in, uh, plug into your MP3 player, you can play music, but the music comes in on a separate channel. So you adjust the volume of your music from the device that you're playing from, and then you adjust your ambient environment using your own power switch here. That nice. Yeah. So you can do some uh, audio mixing with that, depending on what you have. What's the MSRP on this line? The MSRP on this one is $79.99. So. It's a 21 dB muff, okay. And uh, since it's all digital, it has a couple more features on it here. This one has variable suppression time. Okay, so if you turn this on, it, as you turn it up, once you get three quarters of the way up, you'll hear a single beep indicating that the suppression time has lengthened. If you turn it all the way up, you'll hear another beep indicating that you moved into the longest suppression time. And suppression time is, for these, you have the microphones that pick up all the ambient sound. When it detects a gunshot, uh, the electronics will mute the microphones for a period of time. Then after the gunshot subsides, they will release them. Okay, so with this, the user can actually lengthen the suppression time. Okay. And why that is important is for indoor shooters. Uh, so if you're shooting outdoors, you fire your weapon, sound goes out, and it dissipates. Uh, if you go into an indoor range, you fire your weapon, sound goes out, it bounces off the wall, the ceiling, the bench, comes back to you, and you get a lot of echoes and reverbs. So this gives the user an opportunity to turn this up. And most people in indoor ranges, since they're louder, they turn them up anyway. Yeah. And they amplify the echoes and reverbs. So we added the suppression time zone feature there. So we lengthen the suppression time at the higher volumes to help dampen those echoes and reverbs. Man, for $79, yeah. $80, MSRP, <laughs> and to be able to mix my music and my shooting? Yeah. The other thing that we do with the microphones is... Not only do they pick up the uh, the gunshots and the ambient environment, but we also use them to measure the noise level in the environment. So we have thresholds. So if the noise level reaches up, goes above one of the thresholds, then we gradually filter around the voice band and we kind of narrow in, narrow down the frequency response to help filter out that background noise. If it goes above a second noise level, we filter tighter around the voice band. And that voice band is the area where we we expect the voice to be. So they, we filter around tighter there to help filter out that background noise. So is, it, is it possible? Does the technology exist for this set of... Now, this is a, this is a big ask. Okay. But as a father of four kids, is there any way we could suppress the sound of my kids when they argue and yell and <laughs> whining and complaining? I mean, if we could suppress that... 
Well, tell you what, we have a passive month for that. It blocks out everything. <laughs> How about that one? That would work. What's okay. What's the next in the line? Okay, so this one's twenty two DB, seventy nine ninety nine. The next two are the tactical three hundred and five hundred. So, big brothers for the one hundred. We just released these in May. Okay, and uh, they use the same package, so they look identical. The three hundred is a twenty four DB muff. Okay, and the the 500 is a 26 dB attenuation muff, and it has Bluetooth, Bluetooth enabled. Okay, so they have they can't they can't see my eyebrows raised <laughs> in the podcast with that. I wasn't quite expecting that. Okay, so let me tell you about them here. So since the 300 and 500 physically look the same, and they physically have the same software features, I'll just talk about those features first then we'll come back to the 500 okay okay so the 300 500 uses an over molded headband okay it's soft conformable if you notice it has a hole in the top of here okay it's a rectangular hole that came from our consumer insights uh the, a lot of our, our competition shooters shoot baseball hats and they have the beanie on the top of their hat and they complained about the beanie being pressed into their head for wearing after wearing the hearing protection for a long time so in the headband, we left this hole here so that they can center the Our beanie in the cap, hole. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't get pressed into the top of their head. Okay. So just a little yeah, thing. Actually listening to what, what's going on and being able like, just something so innocent as the top of a ball cap causing you discomfort to make it better. Awesome. Okay. So microphones are in the same position as Range Garden 100s facing forward. You have an external battery door just like on the on the Range Garden 100. You pop this battery door off. It's tethered. It uh, the 300 and 500 runs off of two AA batteries instead of two AAA batteries. Okay, and they have auto shut off on on this one. It's programmable for two hour, four hours, and we have a low battery warning. Now the 300 and 500 use what we call voice assist. So when you power them on, you hear them say, "Powering on." So it actually talks to you. So now when you get a low battery warning, it announces low battery. So okay. no more beeping at you, you know. Okay. And when it goes into auto shut off, it announces powering down. Then it gives you a countdown. 10, 9, 8. So you have 10 seconds to press one of the buttons to reset that counter. So my headphones are going to talk to me. Yes, they are. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Unless so, they become self-aware and the whole <laughs> Skynet thing. But that's a pretty cool feature. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, we've just found that it's so much easier to hear a voice to know what's going on, you know, than, than to remember what beeps are. What's, what is that triple beep I'm hearing, you know? Or what are these ten single beeps that I'm hearing, you know? So we have that now. Uh, if you look toward the bottom of the cups, the 300-500s have cutouts on them. They help promote use with long rifles and shotguns. We also have a rubber bumper on the bottom of the cups here. And that is just in case you get the bottom of the cup resting on the top of your stock. You don't have that plastic noise rubbing across there. Or when you fire, it doesn't bang into the bottom of the cups. And it also protects the uh, stock of your of expensive shotguns. That was one of the things that our, our, some of our users are kind of worried about with uh, shooting with muffs on. Okay. okay. So that pretty much covers the, oh i forgot to tell you 300 500 you can pop the uh open up the battery door uh take out the double a batteries there's a, a lithium ion battery pack that you can purchase as a uh, as an accessory you can pop that in here and you have a rechargeable battery pack nice and when you get ready to recharge it 
you just open up the flap that's on the bottom of the right side cup. There's a, a micro USB port in there. The battery comes with a charging cable. You plug that in, plug that to a wall charger, and it recharges the battery in the hearing protector. Nice. No more scrambling to run to the gas station for batteries. Yeah, and if it goes dead on you or you forget to charge it, you can always throw a couple double A's in there and be back up and running again. Absolutely. Okay. So can I just tell you about the software features on the 300? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So on the 100, we talked about a variable suppression time and uh, adaptive frequency response. So the 300-500 really take this to the next level. So instead of for the for the uh, variable suppression time, where you, the user is adjusting the volume to lengthen the suppression time, we use the microphones on the tactical 300-500 to measure the energy in the gunshot. And it's this energy in the gunshot that determines your suppression time. So if you're shooting a small caliber weapon, you're gonna the microphones are gonna stay muted for a short period of time. You know, so they, before they come back on. Now, if you put down a, your small caliber weapon, you pick up a heavy caliber weapon like a 308 or a 338 Lapula, start firing that, they'll measure the energy in the gunshot, and it'll automatically start lengthening that suppression time. So it gives you the best protection, best comfort for that shooting. Now, if you're an indoor shooter, you know, and you go into a range, you have those echoes and reverbs that are bouncing around. The 300 and 500 will actually measure the echo path in the range, and it will adjust the suppression time and the, how the microphones recover to, to full volume to help reduce those echoes and reverbs. So, so in essence, it's a hearing protector that will adapt to the type of weapon that you're shooting and the environment that you're shooting in. What's the MSRP on the 300 500? Uh, it is the 300 is 129. And the 500 is 169. Okay, I don't think that's outrageous. No, I don't think that's. I know it's it's one of those things that we buy when you know you don't. Of course, buying a new firearm, going things like that. But there's things you have to have to be prepared to go to the range to take care of yourself and the other shooters you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, to spend that much wherever you fall in on the dynamic, whether it's the 100s or all the way up to the five, mm-hmm. there is something there for every price point. That you can ensure you're protecting yeah. something that's precious, your hearing. Yes. Because as much as I don't want to hear my kids <laughs> cry, complain, whine, and, you know, he did it, he did it, I actually love hearing that sound. I want to preserve that. Oh, okay. So, Douglas, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, can I have about another minute here real quick? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay. Uh, also, what these do is if you're outdoors, we, can, we also measure the background noise. So, uh, if you have, like, high wind noise... The muff can detect that. It's usually random high frequency, and it will adjust the frequency response to cut out the wind noise. If you're shooting indoors and you have a lot of uh, heavy fan noise, it can detect that. It'll change the frequency response to help cut that out, too. So, okay. This is a a lot of information you're getting in a short amount of time. We are going to set up having Peltor on the show to talk about hearing protection and the importance of it. Of course, we all know the importance of it, but sometimes... We put off the important things, and we probably shouldn't. So, Douglas, thank you so much for your time and joining us here on the SHOT Show floor. Okay, thank you, James. I really appreciate you having
This has been a production of the Firearms Radio Network. You can find more information at firearmsradio.tv. 